We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane, and that was not the way the Lakers wanted to start their road trip. They fall to the Chicago Bulls 124 to 108 in a game that had moments when it looked like it might be close, moments when it looked like the Lakers were going to wake up and figure things out. Instead, they would fall right back to pieces, and the Bulls would reclaim the secure control of the game. Absolute brutal, brutal loss for the Lakers, particularly given the context. Because what's ahead? Tomorrow night, second night of a back-to-back playing in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. Now, unfortunately, Minnesota is also on the second night of a back-to-back, but still, that's rough. Then you get the Oklahoma City Thunders. So that's the top two teams in the Western Conference on the road. That's your next game after that. Then it's the Boston Celtics, the top team in the East on Christmas Day. The Lakers have got to figure things out and figure things out very, very quickly. Because right now, it's certainly rough for the purple and gold. Their offense, well, most of the time it looks out of ideas. A lot of it, they simply can't shoot. They can't hit shots, and that is sapping them of a lot of their energy. You know, this is, for this Lakers team, a very lethargic performance in a game in which they can see the schedule just as well as I can. They know what's coming. They know what the rest of the week looks like. They know what the beginning of next week looks like. They know. They understand how important it was that they take advantage of an opportunity to get a win by beating the Bulls. They didn't do it. The shots didn't fall. The energy wasn't there. They know what's coming, but they sure didn't look determined to get it. They looked like mentally they broke out there. And maybe that's to be expected. When you can't get the ball to go in the basket and you can't get stops, that's pretty demoralizing. There were some plays down the stretch. The Lakers finally, finally got some shots to drop in the fourth quarter. But every time, the Bulls came back and scored on the next possession. In fact, the Bulls had a stretch in the fourth where they scored on four out of five possessions. Right when the Lakers were trying to make a push, they got buckets. Guys like Javon Carter, DeMar DeRozan was doing his little thing, hitting his turnaround pull-ups. Yeah, 
that was happening. And that's the game. Couldn't get stops. Couldn't score often enough. And that's tough for this Lakers team that has now put themselves in a really bad spot. They are 1-4 since the play-in tournament. 1-4. Ouch. They needed to pick up a win in this one. And it looked like mentally they didn't have the fortitude to continue pushing, to battle through missed shots, to battle through getting scored on. You could see where they kind of let up, where they threw in the towel, where they said, okay, tonight's not tonight's not our night. That's certainly not the determination we saw out of the team just a couple of weeks ago in the tournament. A lot has happened since then, obviously. D'Angelo Russell, where is he gone? I keep saying maybe tonight's going to be the bounce back for him. Two points in this game for D'Lo. Two points in 28 minutes. One for six shooting. Where have you gone, D'Angelo Russell? Yikes. That's now, what, six, seven games in a row where he has been in a major slump and just can't seem to get anything going. And his energy, lack thereof, seems to be indicative of what we're seeing from the entire team, just about. LeBron James was fine. He did LeBron things, 25, 10, and 9. Anthony Davis turned his ankle again. That's something to be a little concerned about. But 19 and 14 on 7 of 15 shooting. Two blocks. He was fine. Torian Prince chipped in with 16 points. Now, he did have a three late, but still. Four for eight from deep. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Austin Reeves did his thing. Nine for 14 off the bench, 21 points. But you look at everybody else, all the guys that you need to just step up and not necessarily be great, but just be efficient. Just be efficient. Instead, Cam Reddish, five for 14. D'Angelo Russell, one for six. That's tough. That's six for 20 between the two of them. Rui Hachimura, two for nine. Jared Vanderbilt, one for three. Welcome back, Gabe Vincent, one for four. Three assists. And Gabe did some good things out there, but one for four. It's tough to win a basketball game when you can't seem to hit shots with any kind of consistency. And you look at the way the Bulls defended the Lakers, how often they gave, gave the Lakers wide open shots, dared them to hit shots. And the Lakers couldn't do it. Couldn't make them pay. Guys like Cam Reddish didn't hit often enough. Jared Vanderbilt couldn't hit often enough to make the Bulls pay for giving them those open looks and clogging the paint. And that is kind of all she wrote. The Lakers offense, it's a big, big problem. They're not producing points nearly efficiently enough. They're not able to hit shots from outside. And that's creating issues. We see it all the time. The energy letdown is real when teams don't see the ball go through the basket. And that can be compounded when they're also not getting stops. I think this Lakers team is a good defensive team. But when you're not coming anywhere close to getting any kind of a rhythm on the offensive end, it's tough to keep the energy level up with your defense. And again, they they can see the schedule. They know what's coming. And I'll tell you this, if the Lakers play like this with this energy level against Minnesota, against Oklahoma, against the Celtics on Christmas Day, they're not losing by 16, 17, 18. They're getting blown out if they play like this against those teams they've got to find a solution and they got to find it right now they've got to figure out exactly what's going on and why 
they just can't seem to find that energy that they had during the tournament. Why they just they look like they've lost their way, their confidence sapped. They don't look like they think they're going to knock down shots. And perhaps D'Angelo Russell is the head of the snake in, in that regard. D'Lo turning down shots now. Shots he should take. Doesn't look like he wants to take shots at this point. Again, just one for six. Shooting. It's a problem. Lakers fans, I wish I was coming in here saying, well, you know what? It was just a bad shooting night or whatever. No, 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 no. This is more than a bad shooting night. This is something up here. This is something mental. This goes beyond just some poor shooting. By the way, I'm Trevor Lane. Welcome in to this very sunny and cheerful episode of the Lakers Nation podcast. Um, anybody wondering, Sean Davis is out sick tonight, so there will not be a post-game show on this one. It's just going to be me and all of you. Let's get into it. Go Zero is a new channel member. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel membership program, you can see all the perks that we have to offer over on the YouTube channel. Uh, click the join button and find them all. I think it's a pretty cool thing. I've enjoyed it. I've had, fun. I've had fun with it. My daughter even hopped on a video with me that we put out for channel members the other day. Um, it's a good time. So check it out and uh, give it a look. Go Zero. I, I prom- I'm assuming this is not just your first time here on the channel, but promise it's not always like it's not always like this not always like this face reality said two points starting D, starting point guard delo what the hell ship him out now fedex who's taking him ship him out now who you trade who who right now is calling rob blinken saying hey can we get delo from you is anybody saying that right now no then again this is the guy that was great not good, great for the Lakers. The month of November, D'Angelo Russell, 45% from three, 50% from the field, 18 points per game, six assists. The month of December, oh my goodness, 40% from the field, 30% from three, less than 10 points per game. Yikes. Yikes. My goodness, D'Lo. Got to find that confidence again. Andrew Lee, what's happening? Is it coaching? What is it? We got to fix this ASAP. I think it's a few things. I think at this point it is it is mental to a degree. I think that you can see this team not have the confidence in themselves at the moment. I don't think they believe shots are going to go down. And you can kind of just, there's this aura around them just kind of bad they don't look like they're really approaching the games as though they are a must win or as though they're confident they can win and then when they miss shots and then when they get scored on they're very quick to fall back into that oh no we're gonna lose again type of mentality you can just see it in the body language it's not pleasant not fun to watch that's for sure and it's such a stark difference from the team that we saw just a couple weeks ago the team that could give up a run to the Phoenix Suns and and come firing right back. This team right now, they go on a little run, the Bulls fire back, and the Lakers just kind of wilt at that point. They go, oh, well, okay, I guess it's another loss. Not ideal. As far as the coaching goes, I mean, that's certainly part of it. It's got to be. Look, if you are 
if you're Darvin Ham, right, and your main thing, the main selling point for Darvin Ham, going to be the Lakers head coach, the main selling point for Darvin was not that he is some X's and O's wizard, was not that he has revolutionized the game of basketball with the way that he plays and a, he's got this new system. No, was not that he's been through the fire so many times. He's this seasoned coach who is always going to make the right decisions in the games. None of that applied to Darvin. What was it that that did? Was that Darvin Ham is a leader. Darvin Ham is the guy that players are going to want to run through a brick wall for. Where's that? We're definitely not seeing it. And again, you can, players feed off of the ball going in the basket. That provides energy that fuels them. And so when a team's shooting poorly, even if you do have a coach that's extremely motivational, sometimes that energy still gets sapped, especially when you're getting scored on on the other end. But still, that's supposed to be Darwin's thing. And with that being the case, that makes it concerning when you're seeing, like against the Knicks, the Knicks deserved to beat the Lakers. They played harder than the Lakers did. I thought the Bulls outcompeted the Lakers tonight. That kind of thing shouldn't be happening. That shouldn't be happening. So is there a bigger issue here? Is there a big if so, is something not getting through? And that's on top of some of the X's and O's questions we can have, the problems that we can talk about, right? Um, one thing that we need to discuss, Darvin Ham very clearly made the decision that in order to get Gabe Vincent minutes, the Lakers are going to play small. That was the question coming in. Where are Gabe Vincent's minutes going to come from? Are you going to take some from Austin? Are you going to take some from D'Lo? Are you going to take some away from Cam Reddish, thereby limiting your wing rotation? Uh, no. Apparently, Darvin said the way we're going to get minutes for Gabe Vincent is we're going to take those minutes from Jackson Hayes and or Christian Wood, neither of whom played in this game. We're going to take the minutes from our other bigs. Anthony Davis is the only center that's going to play on this team, and the minutes are then going to go to Gabe Vincent. And you can make an argument for it. You can say Gabe Vincent is a better player than Jackson Hayes or Christian Wood, and therefore you put him on the floor. In this game, though, when it's Andre Drummond and the biggest guy on the floor to defend him, is Rui Hachimura, and Drummond has 50, 60 pounds on Rui? That's tough. It's a tough ask. Now, obviously, it makes us a little more certain that, yeah, the Lakers need another center when uh, we talk about the February trade deadline. That's still a ways off. But clearly, Darvin has decided that the way to get Gabe Vincent minutes is to not give those minutes to Jackson Hayes, to not give those minutes to Christian Wood. That means the Lakers are going to be playing some small ball. And there's going to be some nights where that will be problematic. There will be nights, too, where the Lakers, their wing depth, Rui, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, LeBron, Jared Vanderbilt, where these guys offer enough size to where combined, they give you enough rebounding and things like that to mitigate some of the concerns. That'll happen. But in general... Going small against a team that has two legit big physical centers in Vucevic and Drummond, 
It's a questionable decision. And frankly, I thought the Bulls didn't punish the Lakers enough for going that small against those guys. Thought they might do it more. But it's something to watch moving forward. It's something to keep an eye on because obviously that was the, the decision that was made in terms of getting Gabe Vincent minutes and how they were going to accomplish that despite going up against a true big. What does that look like against Minnesota? Is that what they run tomorrow when it's Rudy Gobert, Towns, and Nas Reed? Are they still going to go small? That's going to be really interesting to see. Allen Allenson said no LeBron and AD for the end of the third. So AD rolled his ankle. And I, so I'm going to give Darvin Ham the benefit of the doubt here. I'm going to say he decided AD is injured, needs to come out for a few minutes. LeBron, this is when we were going to pull him anyway. I don't want to just play LeBron longer minutes. If he's tired, put him at risk for injury. I'm going to pull him out. But he said, I, Alan said, I don't want to constantly critique him, but he needs help. Also, hands in pockets makes him impervious to master locks. Oh, no. Chris Masters can still slap on the master lock if somebody's got their hands in their pockets. He's going to rip those hands right out of there. No question about that. But as far as critiquing him for what happened at the end of the third, unfortunately, it's the same game script, right? We just saw it against the Knicks. The Knicks went on a big run against the Lakers to close out the third, and that effectively ended the game. Is that also what happened here tonight? Yeah, pretty much. LeBron rested. Anthony Davis was out after rolling his ankle. And predictably, the Bulls went on a run. Fortunately, Rui Hachimura hit a three right at the buzzer at the end of the third. Otherwise, it would have been even more disastrous. But still, the game effectively ended right there. The Lakers tried to make a run in the fourth, but the Bulls just kept scoring on them. It's not good. So we see two games in a row where the final minutes of the third quarter effectively put the game out of reach for the Lakers. MS Highlights said, when I see our schedule, we can really go for two and nine from December 12th to the end of the year after the end season tournament. What should we do? Trades, change the coach, or maybe I should just go to sleep. Well, it is very early where you're at. So maybe go to sleep wouldn't be a bad a bad idea. But um yeah, I, I do think the Lakers need a trade. Maybe multiple trades. I do think that's probably coming. The thing is, though, and we learned this lesson last year, teams aren't ready to make trades right now. This is not, tis the season to be merry. Tis not the season for NBA trades. When trades tend to occur, it's mid-January into the February trade deadline. February 8th is the trade deadline. So figure you've probably got another three weeks before teams are really ready to make a deal, regardless of who we're talking about. If it's Zach Levine, if it's Caruso, if it's if it's DeMar DeRozan, if it's somebody from another team, what, whatever. In general, teams are still in evaluation mode right now. This part of the year, they're still in evaluation mode. And again, we saw it last year. All season, we were chomping at the bit. When is Russell Westbrook being traded? When can we get that? We can't wait. We're losing games right now. We need to trade him now. That was what I heard from Lakers fans all season. It didn't happen till much later in the season, till closer to the trade deadline. I believe that happened in February. The Rui trade was in January. But the Lakers finally got it done right before the trade deadline. And then they had to go on this big run. So the reason for that wasn't because they didn't want to trade Russell Westbrook before then. It was because the offers weren't good enough. Right now, everybody's asking for the world. Danny Ainge wants five picks reportedly. 
for Lowry Markin and the Bulls won multiple firsts for Caruso. That's what happens this time of year. Teams that may be sellers say, well, if you want to do a trade right now, I want everything. I'm not giving you a good deal right now. As you get closer to the deadline, teams get more realistic. So I would say it's very unlikely that a trade is happening now. It's going to be a little bit of a wait, which means this team has to find their way. They're going to have to figure some things out on their own. There's no magic trade coming. Unless I'm wrong, and maybe something happens, but that's pretty atypical for a trade to go down this time of year. Usually it's more mid-January at the earliest for a deal to go down. So I don't think there's a trade that's going to come along and save them at the moment. Change the coach. If you see enough games like this one, yeah, maybe you go down that path. And I've been, I've said many, many times that I don't think the Lakers moved Darwin. He just won the in-season tournament. He went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Even if things don't look great, coaches who do those things don't tend to lose their jobs. That's how it goes. But if the team looks lethargic, does this become a Staley situation all over again? I wish Sean was on the show so we could talk about that. Reopen that fresh wound. <laughs> the Chargers no-showed against the Raiders. I don't know if they even let Staley back on the team plane. I imagine they probably did, but he was gone the next morning. You play enough games like this where the team doesn't look like they're competing, all eyes turn to the coach. And again, I think a big part of this is they were getting scored on. They weren't hitting shots. I'm not saying sound the alarm at the moment, but this stretch, one and four since winning the tournament, it's concerning. It's concerning. And we knew. We knew there was going to be a drop. There was going to be a step back in terms of energy, intensity, effort, all of that. There was no avoiding it. That was coming. And yet, this was pretty bad tonight. They looked pretty deflated tonight, didn't they? I think it would take weeks more, maybe months more of this for the Lakers to really move on from Darvin Ham. But that's where. It's not just losing games. If the team doesn't look like they're having fun playing basketball and they look deflated. They don't look like they are believing they can compete. That's that's what forces organizations to make moves. Again, not my way of saying it's coming. Just saying if we see a lot more games like this, maybe it becomes more of a possibility. Denitrify said it's been a long time since I yelled so vehemently at a TV when Darvin Scam refused to call a timeout after AD got hurt, he has to go. I mean, he did eventually call the timeout, right? I was doing the play-by-play on playback, so I didn't see exactly how that went down. Um, if if Darvin Ham did eventually call the timeout, how that all worked out, but it was a little bit funky. But Anthony Davis, he gets hurt, and, and we all thought, oh, no, here we go again. He turned that ankle again. He said, I, I do wonder, does he play against the Wolves tomorrow? I guess we'll have to keep an eye on the post game and see how he's feeling. But, you know, he just missed a game against the Spurs. You're playing the second night of a back-to-back against the Wolves. That's not, that's not an ideal situation. Austin Reeves in the post game said, it's going to take time for things to click with the Lakers now that they've got everyone back in the lineup. They actually have a healthy team right now. Aside from Jalen Hood-Shafino, which he wasn't going to play anyway. 
They actually have their full complement of players right now. He's saying that all the guys need to do their part to speed up the process, but it is going to take some time. He said the standard is to win. That will always be the standard. When I say it takes time, I'm not saying we're willing to lose games while we figure it out. We need to figure it out and win games at the same time. You know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Like, part of this, part of this is they're out of rhythm. They're out of sync. The guys clearly don't know quite where their minutes or roles coming from. And that's something that's got to be figured out very, very quickly. That's part of it. But there was more to this game than that. There was more to this game than just discombobulation. There was an energy issue around this team. And that's something really worth keeping an eye on. But Reeves is not wrong. Part of this is certainly the team's trying to find their way. They now have to incorporate these pieces back into the rotation. And sometimes that can create an adjustment period. I mean, look, people have talked about how the Clippers are just killing everybody right now. And they are. They went through an adjustment period when they brought in James Harden. It took them, what, six or seven games? Remember a while there, people were saying, uh-oh, why did the Clippers even trade for Harden? He doesn't fit. It's not working. Well, then they figured it out. I'm not saying the Lakers are about to go on some crazy run, but I'm saying it's not unprecedented to say that adding some pieces back into the rotation can create an adjustment period. I think he's right. I think there was more going on in this game than just that. But sure, there's something to that. Koa said, had Rui and Vanda with the five, genius. Also, AD was clearly hurt, and Ham, Ham waved AD to keep going instead of calling timeout. I'm done with this clown coach. I mean, the alternative was Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes at center. That's the alternative. Christian Wood has not shot the ball well, and that's what differentiates him from most other centers is that he can shoot the ball, has not been able to do that so far this season. Meanwhile, Jackson Hayes has been a human foul machine and has not given you much in terms of size or rebounding or rim protection or any of that um, this season. So did you lose a lot in the middle? You lost something. There's no there's no denying it. I think Christian Wood probably would have given you something, but is in terms of rebounding, but is Rui going to give you enough on the offensive end to make up for that? Ideally. Now he didn't tonight. He didn't tonight, but yeah. Who do you want the minutes to go to? Rui and Vando or Jackson Hayes? Those are the options. And again, this is why the more games we're seeing lately the more apparent it is that the Lakers, if Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood, both of them are not it, the Lakers need to go find a center. They need to go get a center they can depend on in the middle. Somebody with some size, some physicality, they need to go get somebody. Scorpion becomes a YouTube member. Welcome into the channel. Appreciate you. Patrick said, Q Trevor making excuses and telling us not to panic. I don't think I've made any excuses on this show. I also think, and I've talked about this before, so I won't get on my soapbox here, but we are stretching the hell out of the word excuses these days. Anything that's any kind of context that is not ranting and raving and shouting at the heavens is dismissed as excuses now. Anthony Davis could have his leg chopped off like the Black Knight in Monty Python. And I would say, well, he was playing on one leg and I would hear excuses. Come on. We can look at a game objectively and we can look at the context of a situation. We can say, hey, they're playing their fourth game in five nights. Maybe that's an explanation for why they look so fatigued. Things of that nature. 
that stuff's important, right? That stuff matters to at least acknowledge doesn't mean that you don't adapt and overcome, that you shouldn't find ways to win. But the context, I think, certainly matters. But people who are upset, who are angry at the team for losing, just want to hear ranting, raving, things being thrown, holes being punched in walls, the sky is indeed falling, all that sort of stuff. It's not really my style. That said, there's concerning things about this team right now. There's no, there, there's no sugarcoating that. There are things to worry about. Now, should you panic? No. Should not panic. Panic's too strong of a word. Should you be concerned? Yes. Yes, there's cause for... When you see the team's energy, when you see the shoulders slumping, when you see the guys look like their confidence is shot, there's cause for concern. There's cause for concern. D'Lo is gone. I want him out ASAP. And I'm dead ass getting tired of him. Seriously, we have to stop giving him a pass. He's not getting the most out of these guys. Uh, it's legit pissing me off. Do the Levine trade. What Levine trade? That's the question. That's the question. If you tell me right now, the Bulls will do Gabe Vincent, Rui, and D'Lo for Zach Levine. Cool. Yeah, right? You, you probably do it. You do it. The problem is that's not what the Bulls are going to want. The Bulls are going to say, uh, let's see, give us a first, the only first you can trade. Give us a pick swap. Give us D'Lo, Rui, Reeves, and add Max Christie or JHS. You still doing that deal? That's the problem. That's the problem. Now, on in the Lakers' favor, there's no, from everybody, there's no market for, nobody wants Zach Levine right now. Nobody wants him. First of all, he's hurt. He's out. And look what's happened to the Bulls since he went out. Suddenly they're good. I talked about this on the pregame podcast yesterday. Suddenly the Bulls lose Zach Levine. And guess what? Over the last nine games, they've been 10th in the NBA in net rating. If you still think this is the bad Bulls that we saw from the start of the season, that's not them anymore. They're much better since Zach Levine went out. Not exactly a ringing endorsement of Zach Levine or his trade value. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So why are we certain that Zach Levine fixes the problems with the Lakers when the Bulls get significantly better when he goes out? And that's part of what's going to suppress Zach Levine's trade value. Now, I still think he's a talented player. I still think he would fit just fine. And that's on the Lakers side of the argument to say, hey, Chicago, why why, why should we give you all this stuff when, number one, nobody else wants Zach Levine? And number two, you guys got way better when he went out. Why, why should we be the team? to take this contract off your hands. Remember, he's going to make 40 plus million for the next three seasons. The third season, he's at like 50 million. Do you want to be the team to pay him that if your team's better without him? That's a tough situation too. But if you're the Bulls, do you really want to take an offer that you don't think is, is good enough right now? No, you wait until the trade deadline. So again, when you say do the Levine trade, the Bulls version of that trade and the Lakers version of that trade are very different things. And the whole situation is going to be fascinating to watch. Because like I said, nobody wants Zach Levine right now. Nobody's willing to give the Bulls what they want for him. Part of that is he's hurt. He's not playing right now. But part of that also is teams are looking at his contract and saying, I don't think he's worth that. I don't know if I want to be the team to have that contract for the next three seasons. It's a good player. If he was at 30 million, sure, teams would be interested. 25 million, even better. Let's go. 40 plus million? That's where teams are struggling with this. So again, we can say do the Levine trade, but there's a lot more around that. There's a lot more around that that we have to consider. And even if they did it right now, he can't play. He's hurt. Drew Potter. Delo's streakiness is so glaring because of the team effect he has. When he's on, the team is on. When he's off, the offense struggles. Hard to consistently hope your starting point guard has a good night. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the Lakers have started to struggle when Delo struggled. He brings confidence. When he's hitting shots, he's got that swagger to him, and that does bring some confidence to the team. But when he's not hitting, maybe it does rob the team of some energy, rob the team of some confidence, some of that swagger, whatever you want to call it. D'Angelo Russell not hitting shots is a problem for the Lakers. As a team, there's a negative effect. And part of this is we talk about how bad the Lakers have been from behind the arc, how they're not able to hit threes, and that's being a problem in terms of their offensive rating. When you look at this team, this team is built for D'Angelo Russell to be a 40-plus percent three-point shooter. Same thing with Austin Reeves. They need those guys to be incredibly, number one, high volume, and number two, high efficiency three-point shooters if they're going to get by from behind the arc. So far... 
They've really only had one of the two shooting well from deep at any given time. I'm sure there's some games where both shot well, but we started off the season with D'Lo shooting well and Austin not. Austin's coming around now, and D'Lo's in a slump. The this Lakers team, the way that it's constructed, they need both of those guys shooting well from behind the arc, and unfortunately, it's just not happening at the moment. But I do think, Drew, there may be something to this idea that the team following D'Lo's lead in terms of their offensive energy, their offensive confidence, there may be something to that. Uh, Mamba mentality. Did the Lakers leave their talent, heart, and hustle in Vegas? Doesn't feel like the team, uh, since I said last chat, hard week work beats talent. It's lazy. Yeah, absolutely. Hard, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Others picked up the memo. Lakers start hustling or the 29 other teams will beat you. Again, I think this is a demoralization type of thing where they are they're getting scored on. They're not scoring the ball. And naturally, they're just letting their foot off the gas. They're getting demoralized. They're feeling like they can't win. And naturally, there's an energy dip that comes with that. There's a frustration that comes with that. When the ball's going through the basket, there's a bit more of a spring in your step. That's just natural. And because the Lakers haven't been able to do that, I think that's definitely impacting them. But yes, teams are outworking them too. The Knicks, the Knicks outworked the Lakers. The Bulls outworked the Lakers. They've got to figure out what it is that's going to get them to no longer be outworked. Because that's certainly something they can control. Easier said than done, again, when you have the effect of missing shots, that sapping your energy, all of that. But they've got to find it in themselves to no longer get outworked. Tomorrow's going to be a tough one in Minnesota. That's not going to be an easy game. Hopefully they step up to the level of their competition because they're losing by more than 16 if they play the way they did tonight. Uh, DiGiorno said, is there any way we can get Clay Thompson? Well, the Warriors and the and Clay have been engaged in extension talks, but they haven't gone anywhere yet. They haven't gotten to the point where they've got a done deal. The Warriors have struggled this season. They did beat the Celtics last night, which was, hey, great, I'll take it. The Celtics losing. But I think Draymond, Clay, Steph, the goal is going to be to have those three guys retire as Warriors. That's what their goal, and rightfully so. They should. They should. Now, it's possible that Clay, the extension he wants, the Warriors just say, we're not willing to do that. We're not willing to go to that number. And that pushes Clay to say, okay, well, send me to a team that will do that, that will give me that extension. And then you have to beg the question, do the Lakers want to be that team to give him that extension, to give him that, that money, if the Warriors won't? If the Warriors, who have this vested interest in keeping Clay in town because of the good old days, they're not willing to give him the money, should the Lakers? Now, should he hit free agency? Okay, maybe it's easier for Clay to take less from another team than from the Warriors. Because again, Warriors are like family to him, right? So that's kind of my long way of saying, I don't think they can get Clay Thompson. It's not completely out of the question, but there's a lot more going on with Clay Thompson and the Warriors than just, are they going to put him on the trade block or not? There's money at stake here. There's an extension. 
the questions of do you want to pay him moving forward? There's a lot more than just, hey, it would be nice to get a guy who can shoot like Clay can. So because of that, I'm going to say it's unlikely because there's a lot more questions you have to answer in order to get to Clay actually winding up with the Lakers. Mission 86 said, I'm a Chicago native and I'm so mad about this game. Back to back or not, got to stop the bleeding tomorrow and make a statement. Yeah, I mean, certainly would be nice to get a win tomorrow against Minnesota. I'm not expecting it, but certainly would be nice. MS Highlights gifted a Lakers Nation membership. Thank you. Appreciate that. Again, if you haven't checked out the membership memberships, check them out. Click that join button. All right. Oh, no. Trey said, D'Angelo Russell should be flipping burgers with ham. Dynamic fry cook combo. Ouch. Hamburger. Jason said, Lakers look like they'll be under 500 by month's end. Uh, what are they now? 15 and 13? And an AD injury away from missing the play-in. West isn't as kind this year. Any player with Russell in their name ain't a good Laker. He was good all the way up until the last, well, basically since December. Well, last six or seven games. He was good all the way up until then. And then, man, that, that switch got shut off. But I hope they're not going to be below 500 by month's end. But Minnesota, I mean, they're 15 and 13. Minnesota, OKC, Boston. In theory, they could be below 500 on Christmas Day. After Christmas Day. That could happen. Hopefully not. Hopefully they respond. They bounce back. They go on a nice streak here. They surprise us with wins against, with three wins in a row and games that we've been looking at as one of the most difficult parts of the schedule. Uh, meanwhile, the Clippers have won nine straight, which is just gross. Cyrax said, team feels like Braun, AD, Austin Reeves, and all minimum contracts. It does kind of right now. Just nobody's really stepping up. Nobody's really stepping up for this Lakers team and getting it done the way the Lakers need them to. We'll get to the master lock of the night in just a moment. Jordan said, I've reached my breaking point with D'Lo. At what point is Ham going to bench him and bring Austin Reeves back into the starting lineup? Well, we talked about that a lot during the playoffs last year when D'Angelo Russell was struggling so badly. Does Darvin push him to the bench? And if you do that, what does that do to his confidence? If you want D'Lo to bring his confidence back, if that's, that is really the goal for the Lakers. The goal isn't, well, punish D'Lo because he's not shooting well. The goal is you need to get D'Lo playing well again. So what's the path to do that? Is it is he the kind of guy where you send him to the bench and he's going to respond? Or is he the kind of guy where you send him to the bench and that's only going to hurt his confidence even further and you're going to drive him further down that hole and then maybe you never get him back? That's the question that has to be answered there. When you're looking at, do you bench D'Lo or do you not? Because you can say, well, a starting job is based on merit. Not always, though. But while, yes, Austin is outplaying D'Angelo Russell, you may be better off just shifting more minutes to Austin right now than benching D'Lo, having that hit his confidence that much further. He changes his warm-up routine, changes all of that. Is that an issue there? That's the big part. Who is D'Angelo Russell? If he is he the guy that's going to get benched and say, you're benching me? Fine. Watch what I can do. And that snaps him out of it. Or is benching him going to make things worse? Jay said, where do I start? Fire ham. 
Why is Braun and Rui at center when AD's off the floor? He's because of the alternative is Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes, who clearly Darvin Ham doesn't have a lot of faith in right now. If he subs Rui and Vando in for three minutes and starts the fourth quarter with them on the bench, yeah, again, the the substitution patterns have not been great. Um, I think Darvin is trying is gonna have to have this adjustment period where he figures out how to make this work with the lineups with everybody back. But still, there's they've got to figure it out quick. They've got to figure it out faster. They have to. All right. Let's go to the master lock. I didn't do a star star in your role or superstar of the night or whatever on this show. This is not really the vibe for this one, is it? Not really the vibe. But the master lock sure is. So chat, let me know. What is the most annoying thing? From this game. Anybody who's new, the way this works, we take the most annoying thing. We put it in Chris, the masterpiece masters finishing hold our good buddy. We put it in the master lock. So fire it off chat. What was the most annoying thing from this game? Let's go. Master lock of the night. All right. Darvin ham. I'm seeing a lot of Darvin ham. D'Lo, Darvin Ham and D'Lo. I think I'm going to see a lot of Darvin Ham and D'Lo on this list. Bulls threes. The Bulls did indeed shoot well from three tonight. Ham, LeBron, Ham and D'Lo. D'Lo and him. Ham and D'Lo are getting, getting just crushed here. Gary said Dylan Brooks. Dylan always has to get master locked at some point, whether or not you're actually playing him. Tim Hardaway Jr. and 86-year-old Jeff Green. Nice uh, nice shout-out to our playback streams there with the ever-aging Jeff Green. I've seen a lot of ham and D'Lo. Somebody said master lock Prince. I didn't think Prince was that bad in this game. Somebody said master lock yourself. Is that even possible? No, that's physically possible. Darvin Ham's pockets. Oh, people hate his pockets. People hate his. It's funny the way we've like latched onto that, that he's got his hands in his pockets, that that's like this super annoying thing. It's funny. No, you know what though? I think, I think Darvin Ham has had plenty of opportunities to get master locked and it's happened a lot, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with D'Lo. You know, we've been talking about it for a while that, you know, maybe tonight's the night that D'Angelo Russell bounces back. Hasn't happened. But to put up two points on six shots in this game when you really needed him to get going and the Lakers have needed him to get going for a while now, that hurts. That hurts. You look at his last... Five games, one for six, three for 10, six for 13. That's fine. But on the six for 13 night, 0 for four from three, three for nine, six for 15. Brutal. Then he had a six for 10, then a three for 11. It's been a minute here. Been a minute since we've seen D'Angelo Russell really play at the best of his ability. In fact, he's been in single-digit scoring uh, in the month of December. 
He has been in single digits, one, two. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five times out of eight games, he's been in single digits. That's brutal. That is brutal there for D'Angelo Russell. So he gets the master lock. I think it's fair. And I hope when we have to master lock a Lakers player, I hope that this shakes things up for D'Lo. This rights the ship. Somehow this snaps him out of it. And that tomorrow against his former team, D'Lo comes out, has a revenge game, drops 40 in a Lakers win, shoots like eight for 10 from three or something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Maybe I'm asking for too much. Uh, Anthony Davis had this comments after the game. Oh, LeBron also said the schedule's not going to get easier. Anthony Davis said his ankle is the same as last week. He'll do whatever he can to be ready to play in Minnesota. And then he said, there's no break coming. There's no help coming. There's no cavalry. We've got to do it within this locker room. We've got everyone back. We just got to find a way to get in the win column. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's what I've been talking about. Trades aren't happening now. It's going to be probably a month before realistically something gets done. So if you want to stay afloat, you got to find a way to do it yourselves. They have to find their way out of this. And they've got three difficult games coming up. We'll see what they can do. All right, we'll do a few more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, I got to that one already. I went back to the beginning there. (laughs) Somebody said D-Lo two points. M-Dread. That's all my chat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough. It's rough for D'Lo. January 14th. Can't come fast enough. D'Lo Rui in a first for DeJounte Murray. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Two seconds in salary for Miles Bridges. I don't think the Hawks are doing that. Bogdan and, and DeJounte Murray. Yeah, they're certainly not doing that. Miles Bridges. I mean, is any team trading for Miles Bridges right now? 
But January 15th technically is the day when Rui and Austin Reeves are trade eligible. But as Anthony Davis was saying, there's there's nothing coming like now. They've probably got at least a month. And they're going to have to work through some things. They're going to have to figure some things out on their own. That's the way it's going to have to go. Sonny with the super chat. Thank you. Ree said, this team is screaming for a trade. D'Lo's got to go now. And Ham, get Monty not like he's winning in Detroit. Well, he's under contract in Detroit. It's not like you can just call up Monty and say, hey, come on over here. It's not how that works. But got tr- uh, D'Lo's got to go right now. I, I don't think there's a trade ready for him right now. Again, it's probably going to be a month before anything like that can get done. And you know what? You, look, even if you are anti Delo, even if you say Delo needs to be traded, he has to go if the Lakers are going to have success. That's fine. But you need him playing well. Because right now, teams are not going to be super eager to trade for him. Right now, they're going to go, this dude dropped two points? Why are we trading for him? You need him to get going. You need him to get going so the Lakers win games. And if you want to trade him, you need him to get going so you can do that. You need D'Angelo Russell to take this next month and go back on a heater. That's what you need. Muhammad, are these guys partying every night? I don't think so. They look so run down from tip-off, and LeBron needs to start giving a crap. He looks disinterested, saying this as a certified LeBron stand. I think LeBron really pushed down on the gas pedal during the tournament, and now he's consciously letting off the gas pedal, which we've talked about he has to do. If he's going to be healthy come playoff time, he can't continue to hold the turbo button all season. Can't do it. He'll have nothing left come playoff time if he even gets there healthy at all. So he can't go 100 miles an hour anymore. He needs some of the other other guys to step up. And it's just not happened. It's not happened. That's the problem. As far as they look run down, they've talked about the travel schedule, how difficult that has been. And I think it's fair that we say that's, that's part of it. That's part of the issue. But there's a lot of teams that travel. There's a lot of teams that have tough schedules in the NBA this season. You have to find a way to fight through it. Major Bro Triple Threat said two parts. Do you think Darvin has to answer to Palinka about his centerless lineups when we get out rebounded? Um, does he have to like if something is really a miss? If Rob Palinka, Kurt Rambis, they're hanging out there and they look at that and they go, "What is he doing?" Then I'm sure they'll they'll discuss it. Now, is it going to be a Darvin? You need to. What is the meaning of this? Like he's going into the principal's office? I don't think that's going to be the approach. But uh, what good is a trade if Ham won't even play players? Are we talking about Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes? He didn't play those guys. I think he'll play players if he has them. But Christian Wood has not shot the ball well enough for him to make sense to be out there. And Jackson Hayes has not been good. So... In this game, yes, it probably would have been beneficial to have a big out there. Probably would have been safer to go with Christian Wood, but he wanted to work Gabe Vincent back in. And I, I get why. But, yeah, just the way this Lakers rotation has worked out, Gabe Vincent needed minutes. The minutes needed to come from somewhere, and they chose 
Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood to take the minutes from to make it happen. Mixmaster Mike, are we sure this team is a contender? Lakers didn't play any top teams in the in-season tournament. Best win was against a hardenless Clippers team. Many bad losses. I think they can be. I think we saw enough of this team really taking their game to another level in the tournament that we know they can switch that on. Unfortunately, we haven't seen it since the tournament. Now, again, we knew there was going to be a step back, but we just hoped it wouldn't quite be this pronounced of a step back. Oh, no. Suits. Didn't see the game. Was too busy with a girl doing what the Bulls did to us. Okay. I feel like this is a little bit of a humble brag here. <laughs> um, sum up the game in five words. And how was Gabe? I thought Gabe for his first game in almost two months was fine. Um, he made some good plays, made some good plays that reminded you, hey, Gabe Benson actually can be you know, a good basketball player. But also looked a little rusty in some moments, which is to be expected. Um, sum up the game in five words. <laughs> I'm going to just say, man, I mean, I can sum it up in three words. It was bad. It was just bad. It was bad what we saw from the Lakers in this one. I don't know. Chat, fire it up. Let me see. What do you guys think? How do you sum up the game in five words? <laughs> I've got... This guy is in all caps, so I know that he's he's serious here. Why are you always against trade ideas? Why? Can't you just agree for once? What do you mean I'm always against trade ideas? Well, if there's a trade idea that, that makes sense and is legal under the CBA, sure, I'll tell you that. But I, I'm not necessarily for or against a trade. I If a trade isn't realistic, I'll tell you that. If a trade can't be executed under the CBA, I'll tell you that. But the way I look at it is I'm going to give you the pros and cons of a trade. That That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at what's good of it, good from it and what's bad from it, as well as is it realistic or not. I'm not against trade ideas. I, we talk about trade ideas. I'm just going to give you what's what's real. Let's see what you guys came up with. Take the mask off, Rui. There's five words. Please fire Darvin Ham now, said Neil. Christian said five words. Ham, D'Lo, Ham, D'Lo, Ham. MS highlights. Five words. Said Master Lock, D'Lo, and Darvin Ham. <laughs> oh, it's been tough. It's been tough. Makes Master Mike said Darvin is a bad coach. Ouch. I mean, I guess, I think if I had to sum it up in five words, I, I guess the best I can come up with is make mine a double now. That's that's the way this game went. That's the way this game went. Mama mentality, we'll do a couple more. Is Ham trying to enforce a point that the Lakers need another center? Is Hayes, is it Hayes or nothing for him? 
really Rui at the five ham your point didn't work uh when you're starting point guard one for six we need more than a center oh yeah they do need more than just a center but i don't know i i think that it is it, it should be hayes or christian wood in the middle that are the options at the backup five neither one of them has quite worked out the way that you would hope so i think it's Pretty obvious they need a center. Right now, it doesn't seem like Darwin's got a lot of faith in either Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes. And maybe that's fair. But I think if you're the Lakers and you're going to make a trade by the trade deadline to go find a center, you probably need to give one or both those guys one more chance to prove themselves. If nothing more than to just have another big body to turn to. They opted to not go that route in this game. I think they're going to need to. Oh boy, Brandon said, start Reeves and have Vincent back him up. No D'Lo. What happens to D'Lo's trade value then? D'Lo's benched. Bold sports. Were all the Bulls auditioning for the Lakers? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Caruso seemed buddy-buddy with LeBron and all that afterwards. Mdred, Braun needs help and he's 38. Yeah, he's about to turn 39 in like a week. He's got to be frustrated with the way this team's playing, too. Last one, Joseph said, Trevor, I don't want to trade D'Lo. Can we just load him into a cannon and fire him into the sun? Ouch. It was like two weeks ago. D'Lo was great. But this has been a really rough stretch. There's no question. He's got to figure it out. That's why he got master lock tonight. He's got to figure it out. All right, everybody. I do appreciate you all for joining the show here, especially in such dire circumstances. The Lakers now losers of three straight and now heading into a difficult stretch in their schedule. Um, rough outing. Rough outing, that's for sure. I hope you all got to vent a little bit. Podcast listeners, make sure you give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcast. Anybody that contributed with the Super Chat, I will save these and I will get a show out tomorrow um, covering all of these. So don't worry, I'm not going to ignore them. They're not just going to go away. Um, I will address these on another show tomorrow. But thank you, everybody, for joining tonight. Do appreciate it. Let's hope tomorrow is a better day. Till next time, see you and stay safe.